everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3, Episode 14. It's called A Matter of Perspective, so full spoilers for the episode as always. And if you recognise one of the guest stars this week, you get a ding ding. I did not. Should I have done? Hector Salamanca, come on. Oh. Hence the ding ding. Sure, I'm with you now. Hang on, see it. I mean, some people would say you should say ding dong, but honestly, I feel like ding ding. No, no, I think his bell dings twice. It's a ding ding. Yeah, it's not a ding dong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a start to this review? The, the amount of shit you gave me when I said about ding dongs in in a video last week, I can't remember what it was. I recall no, but... no such conversation. So. This episode is your Rashomon-style episode, which uses the holodeck to do its Rashomon-style. If you know what I'm talking about here, I should explain what Rashomon is for those of you who are not into 1950s Japanese cinema. Uh, <laughs> Rashomon is a movie directed by Akira Kurosawa in which it's a, you know, a movie about a story that's been told from a multiple perspectives, and every time they get a new perspective from one of the characters, we see it slightly differently, uh, and then eventually by the end of the story you get the, the complete picture, possibly. So... Uh, obviously other movies and shows have done their Rashomon style versions and whatnot. this is a Star Trek doing it with its Star Trek sort of flavour which is the, the holodeck kind of act, literally showing the various versions to mm-hmm. the characters uh, Riker is accused of murder, he, he's murdered this alien scientist uh, played by Hector Salamanca <laughs> or to, to be more accurate with the actor's name uh, Mark uh, Margolis uh, but yeah so we know him from Better Call Saul um, and a couple other things but uh, much younger here of course but he is a scientist who is doing some sort of wave converter thing doohickey tech talk that, that sums it up yeah and Riker and Jordy go there to and we don't see this you know this is all after the fact we find this out but they, they go there to like uh, get an update from because the federation are sort of funding this and they're going to be using it but there's an explosion when Riker's beaming back he kind of comes back slightly late like the there's a little transporting hiccup and then he appears uh, yeah there's like a an energy pulse that knocks out the transpose a second yeah, uh, but he appears, and then all of a sudden, after the the opening tale, after the the space station he was on explodes, uh, this uh, in, you know, this chief inspector comes on board, this alien uh, policeman essentially, and he wants to have Riker. He wants him extradited because he's accusing him of murder, uh, and the the wife of the scientist is is kind of the prime you know witness who's saying he did it. He's the one who murdered my husband, and the episode is very much the trial of them presenting evidence from which they've programmed into the holodeck. Riker story, the wife story, and then based on the assistant who heard it from the husband, the husband's side of the story, uh, which is mostly there for comic relief, if I'm honest. But I laughed, mm. so I'll give it points. It made me laugh. Uh, so that's the gist of the episode, uh, barring a couple of little things uh, throughout. Uh, there's a, also like a weird thing going on that kind of ties into it by the end. Uh, but that's the gist of it. Uh, Cara, what did you think of a matter of perspective? It's pretty good uh i think there's a couple elements that frustrate me yeah uh, uh, i i would say it's enjoyable for the first like two thirds and then i think the resolutions suffer from actually yeah. satisfying tying it together uh, there's one element in particular that really frustrated me because uh, 
So, so they set up this idea that this inspector's on board, and there's a couple of good character beats where Raker's acting a little bit weird when he comes back, even before he knows he's been accused of murder. Like, something clearly happened that's made him uncomfortable on this, this mission. And he's being kind of squirmy about it, then he's accused of this, and Picard, like, of course says, like, you're not, I'm not extraditing my officer without sufficient evidence, and the, the inspector's like, no, 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 like, we're going to do this down the planet, and he's like, no, no. And then Data comes in, and Picard's like, hey, could we program the holodeck to act like this and data's like yeah if we get all the information we can put it in blah 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 and you know so the bulk of the episode is them looking at these recreations in the holodeck of what happened and there's some fun there with that because i you know i enjoyed the build-up to this i enjoyed the awkward tension because at one point raker after this is set up raker says you know captain can i come and see you and picard says under the circumstances number one i think that would be inappropriate so i, I like the sort of tension that it was clearly causing even though of course picard and troy don't believe that Riker did this. You know, they have no reason to suspect Actually, that he did. Yeah. But there is kind of this stress put on everyone because of the accusations. And I like I like that kind of playing out throughout the characters and the little, you know, tidbits from it. But, you know, it, it ultimately they sit down and we get Riker's version first. And we get some humour here because in Riker's version, he's being completely proper and the entire time the scientist's wife is throwing herself at him. It's like, oh no, you should stay. You should spend the night here. And oh, I'll get you some tea, like touching his arm. And it's constantly she is flirting as much as she can. She throws him, herself at him. And he's being very gentlemanly, being like, no, we can't do this. You're married. And yeah, and he, yeah, he putting has to... A, putting her jacket back on when she's trying to take it off. Yeah, and he, he sort of pushes her away and says, no, this can't happen. But of course the husband walks in and accuses him of doing whatever and he tries to say it's a misunderstanding and the husband's mad, I'm going to ruin your career, Riker, I'm going to report this, just you wait and see kind of thing. Actually, I think in Riker's version, he accuses, the, the husband comes in and, and has a go at the wife, right? He's like, I knew you were looking at him, you couldn't keep your eyes Oh, you may be right, yeah. Uh, honestly, that detail's not that important, which is why I, I misremembered it, to be honest. It's, like, it's one of those things where it doesn't actually seem that big a deal. And then for the, for the humour, of course, the wife comes in and I like how awkward it is in the in the you know, the room as they're watching this like when she comes in and sits down like her, her and Riker looking at each other feels really awkward but then we see her version of it and it's the complete opposite where she's being the loving wife and Riker is constantly dropping little hints he's like oh what a beautiful woman oh yes mm. maybe we'll stay here he's being really slimy and ultimately when they're alone when she's shown him to his room he makes a move locks her in kind of like inappropriately touches her makes suggestions and as Riker points out, because Riker, you know, in the, the sort of the, you know, the, the live Riker watching this, pauses it and says, no, stop this right now. This did not happen. None of this happened. I did not proposition her and I certainly didn't try to rape her. You know, he actually, you know, yeah. flat out says, she's accusing me of trying to rape her. That did not happen. And the frustra- frustrating part of this for me is two elements. One is that after everyone leaves, Riker sits down with Troy and he says, hey, why is she lying? You can tell she's lying, right? And Troy, the interesting part of this is Troy says, actually, she believes what she's saying. And Troy doesn't believe that Riker did this. She's like, no, I, I don't believe you did this because I know who you are. But she does believe what she's saying. And there is zero resolution or payoff to why she believes this. Uh, yeah. I, do you know, about halfway through that story where you were getting to that, yeah. I was like, you're getting to the same bit that I hate. Yeah. Because... That's such a, it's, that was an interesting element to introduce, right? Going, okay, something's at play that's making them remember things differently. And, and, in, the moment, which, I, and in the moment, I thought, okay, cool, we're going to do something later that explains why she believes this. Yeah, because like already at this point in the episode, I kind of go, okay, so this is, they're doing Rashomon, and you, there's an actual physical reason in this as to why the memories are so different, right? 
yeah Cause, in, in cause, this star trek because there's two ways like they can do this right that it would work and either there's something affecting their memories so she believes this and it didn't happen or whatever right and essentially what they seem to be going with because they never even address it because this is the thing they ultimately prove that raker never killed the husband right which of course is important but they never proved that anything that happened with the wife happened one way or the other which would be fine because let's say it wasn't as extreme as this let's say his version she was being really flirty and he had to sort of say no and then in her version he was being the flirty one and she had to say no it would be fine and it would even be like a light-hearted sense of humor thing where they both remember it being the opposite way around they both thought the other person was flirting with them the problem is is that her version of the story outright paints him as a sexual predator and it's extreme it's extreme and it feels like no he has to be like like proven innocent of this this. yeah Yeah. and i can't i don't i'm not going to look at raker differently going forward because i'm going to chalk this up to just weird writing that didn't do it properly but if this was to be taken as seriously as it's presented to me i would be looking at raker like a like oh he might be a creep for the rest of this show and i don't think that's the intent here i don't think that's what they're doing no i i think the problem is the versions are so drastically different right and yeah. that's that's where it comes in and and if they're so different which i was okay with because this is star trek i was like oh there's an explanation for this yeah. there's a reason why they remember it so differently um because you know small differences by all means go ahead that's kind of the point right yeah if, if this was see if it was just the first half where it's when they first meet in front of the husband and it was just he's being flirtier she's being flirtier that would have been I could chalk that up to no this is just their perspective of the other one was the one who was doing the the flirting like it wasn't me like and that would be fine but the recount of the scene where she flat out like paints him as being like you know attempting to rape her that that is so extreme in the other direction that you have to i mean it the fact that troy says she believes this if if it wasn't that if, if it was like no she she's actually embellishing because she's like no she thinks that he killed her husband so she's actually adding to it to make him look she's, even worse she's angry to, yeah. to make a point that's fine if, if that's the way they went with it okay but no troy says with her empath ability says no no she believes what she's saying right now and that sort of made me go okay so they're going to explain this with science fiction but then it never happens they never even address it that all of the the payoff to it is all about explaining how we didn't kill the husband yeah i'm, I'm a little bit confused at the ending in not in okay. the, the events but they go right so this is what happened and they kind of piece it all together and we have this amalgamation that they just decide this must be the correct result like the, the only thing they know for sure is the actual end you know scientifically provable fact mm-hmm. everything else they just program this amalgamation and go this is the truth and i'm like why yeah it, it falls apart a bit at the end because the explanation or how they get to the explanation or, or not even how they get to it, just how all the things they conveniently just don't bother addressing and their explanation is what bothers me <laughs> like yeah there's just so much of it they don't even address it's just like okay you proved that it was actually a ricochet that, that it was actually the scientists trying to kill raker that ricocheted because of the the the, the transport or whatever uh and that, yeah that's all fine yeah that's that part's fine that, that's i mean that's the bit where they can prove that that's yeah they've literally got hard data to back that up and for and for the record i did like i think it was really funny when they bring in the assistant who tells like the husband's version which picard rightly says hey this isn't like the actual perspective this is like you know secondhand information but it was still worth seeing for the humor of like this is the only version when the fight happens where he goes to punch raker where raker doesn't win the fight because the husband's <laughs> like yes yes i punched him and got him on the ground <laughs> yeah i like how this like 
he's like, this surely isn't admissible. And they're like, well, if they're deceased, then it is in our yeah. system. And Picard like, says, okay, you can sure. show it, but I'm going to judge it kind of accordingly. It, like, I'm going to wait it. On yeah. That. yeah. It's, it's going to be worth less because it's not actually from him. It's a, it's a secondhand account, which seems fair. That's that's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. So some of the leaps in logic to, like, why they, they're convinced that, you know, like, he did this. Uh, well, no. no. Not that it was, but yeah, just when Picard's going through the story and says, "Well, this I propose this happened at this point, and this is when he decided to do this." All of this is just kind of guesswork. None of it's, it's actually it's some conjecture, isn't it? Yeah, the the one th- I mean, they proved that it ricocheted and it came from the scientist. So okay, he clearly tried to kill Riker, and this because the scientist was worried that Riker was going to reveal that he was actually going to sell off this tech to other, you know, to the Ferengi, to the the you know the Klingons, the Romulans, whoever, because. The I mean not the Romulans because they're part of the Federation, but like you know the, the all the all the non-Federation races because oh this can be used for war and weaponry and that can be more profitable and he wanted to do that, uh, but yeah all, all the things that it doesn't address left us feeling really frustrating because it was like no you've painted Riker as this awful human being and the the problem is is that it's such a light-hearted kind of fun episode watching the differences play out. The, the moment you you accuse Riker of this, it's like, okay, all of a sudden, I can't be laughing at this anymore. It's a serious undertone that right. I can't... And it's not even like, like this is the viewer thinking that, oh, maybe this is... It's not like, oh, looking at it in 2020 and watching this now and going, well, this is clearly bad. No, no, no. Riker actively says, she's accusing me of rape. Yeah, he... Like, it, it's there in the text this isn't subtext yeah yeah no the fact that he actually says it out loud which i did not expect to happen but when he says that i'm like oh they're actually treating this very seriously because he said it he actually said she's accusing me of rape and it it just it doesn't actually give it the weight that it deserves after he says it i agree because if he hadn't said that i would have assumed oh this is just tv you know of the time playing it off lighter than Whereas yeah. we look at it now and go, this is way too far. But at the time, sure, I buy that on TV that have played it lighter. Yeah, yeah, maybe it would uh, just be a thing of the times where we would look at it and, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But, but because he actually they, says they it. They address it. No, they're aware that what they're doing is, you know, very, you know, serious. Yeah. So it's just, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's, it's a frustrating uh, turn. Because honestly, I was enjoying the episode. And even at that point, I was enjoying it because I thought they were about to get really serious. And I thought, okay, they're going places here I did not expect. And that's, again, interesting. That I just, uh, uh, the whole time at this point, I assumed, okay, well, there's going to be some sci-fi reason why their yeah. memories but are even so just, different. Even just the idea that they're taking one of their main characters and putting this accusation on them is actually really ballsy. And then it yeah. does nothing with it, which is really weird. So Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, well, we still need to find out if you murdered that dude. So we'll, we'll come back to this later. Yeah, and they never do. Well, because that was the weird thing at the end of the episode. Like they're sitting on the bridge and they're they're leaving finally because they've solved everything. And Picard's like, number one, why don't you do the orders of tickets? Like, yes, I'd be glad to take us out, uh, sir. And he's like, Wesley, input these coordinates, engage. And he's smiling, and I'm like, you know, technically it was never proven that you didn't try to rape someone. You're, you're in a really good mood right now, <laughs> but technically, if we, if we proved you didn't kill someone, if we were to take this exactly as it is presented the only reason why we're not is because we're assuming that this is just a mistake that we're not supposed to be thinking that Riker might be a rapist for the rest of the show we're just assuming well we know our character we'll give him the benefit of the doubt which really is quite a sinister way to think about it which is not what we're supposed to do we're supposed to believe the victim believe it or not like so but I don't think that's an intentional weird for Pader committing I think this is just bad writing (laughs) yeah 
that is un- unintentionally putting the the, the, and, the and character it, in this position. It's frustrating that it does colour the episode because it is it's still it's a mostly enjoyable episode. It's pretty good. Yeah. But it's frustrating with elements like this where it just feels so unresolved and just. Let's say that you you think they're introducing setting up a whole concept of okay, well the the memories are being altered and and, and then no, nothing. Yeah, uh, they figure out for the note by the way because there's like a weird anomaly on the ship that there's there's like something melting through some of the metal, uh, which turns out to be from this uh, sensor on the planet which the, the scientist was using in his experiments, and it's because of what's happened that's doing it. Um, but, but probably because the, the the holodecks recreated everything so well that something in the holodecks triggering this this signal, uh, yeah. which is funny, but sure whatever i'll go with it uh but you know that's how they figure it out and that's fine it's like a little mini subplot uh, throughout the episode just it ends up tying in um there was a moment of bad acting from wesley where they're looking at the data and he's like no it, it couldn't have come from raker's raker's phaser it's just not possible there's something else we're just not seeing it and it's just the way he delivered we're just not seeing it, it just made me laugh a little bit because yeah, it's like, it yeah, wasn't that, great that was a rough line delivery uh, maybe you should have gotten a uh, wheat in there to do another take but um there was a really great scene at the start that made me laugh uh, there's a scene at the start where Picard's painting. Uh, he's in like a, he's in like a painting class, and Data comes in to get him. And Data's looking at the paintings, and he's like, "Oh, this one's good, and that one's good." And Picard's like, "Oh, what about mine?" And Data looked down, and he's like, "It's interesting." And Picard goes like, "Oh, thank you, and won't we?" And Data, the the phrase that stuck out in my head was "haphazard melange." <laughs> that was when he was talking about the colours. Yeah, it's a haphazard melange of of like obscure something or other it was just haphazard melange really stuck out to it, me it was funny you know, like looking at the others just like oh you know, you're blending this surrealist angle with this picasso angle yeah, you know, yeah. whatever influences and stuff and it was really specific and you know, because like well you're doing this but it doesn't really work and you're trying that but it doesn't really work i would argue this is one of the the most human signs we've had from data because there's a moment where data is doing this and he knows he's going to hurt his feelings and he makes kind of a face as he's trying to like dance around it and i yeah. felt like you know what? He's getting more humanity than we've been giving him credit for because that feeling of like like fear, <laughs> yeah, as he's trying to like critique it's the like, captain's how, art. How can I say this delicately? Crack, crack me up. Uh, he's like, that's enough data. <laughs> I don't hear anymore. <laughs> hey, look, Picard's not amazing at everything. Okay, he's he's only okay at painting. I mean, still better than what I could do. I mean, yeah, but you know. He's, but he's not as good as everyone else in the class which is is the clear no, but I mean that's why he's in the class right which is the clear point that we're making here uh, but yeah so also I want to point out actually that the inspector uh, who apparently his name is Inspector Craig uh, he I thought he had a really interesting demeanour though every time he was walking around I felt like he's like it's like his back was sort of arched and his shoulders were kind of sticking out mm. he had this kind of way that he walked that I thought was I don't know I, I guess he's just a tall dude with a sort of lanky kind of frame I guess is yeah. what it is, but I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. I mean, because yeah. I didn't notice it while I was watching. It wasn't like a super standout thing. It was just something that I kind of noticed once I was watching, and then I was like, "Oh yeah," I can it was always kind of in my head at that point. I just kept kept thinking mm. about it. Fair but, enough. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, honestly, I mean, the episode is like it would have been a solid like upper tier seven out of ten, I think. But the weird that one weird problem. Like, really does get in the way doesn't it it definitely takes it off a point if nothing else i think uh, mm. which is a shame but uh, it's a matter of perspective uh so next episode uh so this is one of these things i'm not going to tell you what it is but i'll just tell you that when i when i, I actually seen this last week when i went to the next one and went ahead again to see this one sometimes you see a rate in imdb and you go oh boy so 
Uh, the next episode is called Yesterday's Enterprise, and it's definitely the highest rated episode this season so far in terms of the average. Oh, so this is like above Deja Q and the other good one that we really liked, yeah. Ratman. Yeah. The Enterprise C enters the Enterprise D's time and space continuum where they find Picard and crew in a constant state of war with the Klingons and only Guinan knows it. I'm That's intrigued. interesting. I don't know if I want to tell you the main thing that is notable about the images here. I don't know if I want this to be a surprise. I kind of want to go and look at them now. I, well, I'll, you're... we'll look off air just in case no one else wants to know if, if anyone else is watching this for the first ah, time. Ah, but they may want your reaction though to this. Alright, go on then. For the sake of anyone who doesn't uh, yeah, know. Yeah, if anyone doesn't want to know, assuming you're watching this for the first time with other reviews, you don't want to know. End here, thank you for watching. For everyone else, Tasha Yar. <laughs> Brace yourself. Oh, I love it. Brace yourself. This is Tasha's redemption. Tri- her triumphant return. Her triumphant return to not be done with a puddle. Hey, maybe she's fine against Klingons, just not puddles. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, next time. So as a biggie, uh, biggie, biggest one we've had this season, I think, so far. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can, of course, let us know what you thought of A Matter of Perspective in the comments. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. It does help us out a lot if you do that. As does, of course, helping us out on patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And for that $1, you get access to an exclusive already cancelled on Six Feet Under that we do, audio only on there. Uh, you also get access to other things at the higher tiers. $5 tier gets just early access to a bunch of stuff, including these Star Trek reviews. So uh, go and have a look see if you're interested in supporting all the content and keeping stuff coming. Uh, but go and have a look. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And remember that when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control. <laughs>